Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Tonight, I am joined by uh, four uh, gooners. Um, I'm joined by Big Steve. Big Steve, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You good? I'm, I'm joined by Mike, who's just caught a finger in something. <laughs> yeah, you know them, you know them bits of end skin that you get between your nails. Yeah, I've just pulled that and it ripped away up my fucking finger. Bastard! That hurt. Sorry for swearing. That hurt. All right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we're also joined by old man Trevor. How are we? No good. Carry on. No. Uh, okay. Listen, <laughs> before Let we start, loose. Go on, Trev. Let loose. Hang on, Mike. Before we start, we're recording this on uh, Remembrance Day, the 11th, the 11th, um, and uh, the whole country falls silent at 11 o'clock. I just want to uh, take a, a moment, one, to pay respect to um, the Arsenal players who fell in the Second World War. The, the Arsenal players, there was nine of the 42 professionals on Arsenal's books in 1939, didn't make um, make it back. And they were Sidney Pugh, Harry Cook, William Parr, Leslie Lack, uh, Bobby Daniel, Hugh Glass, Cyril Twos, Herbie Roberts, and Bill Dean. So we won't forget them. Right, guys, moving on. Um, Trev, I've had a, a WhatsApp conversation with you uh, earlier in the day, and I know you're um, well up for this. We're going to look at the Villa game first and foremost. We went into this game on uh, following Steve's birthday. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'd, the first Joe. one that comes up here, <laughs> Joe. Sorry, Joe. We're not going to do a lot on it. We're not going to do a lot. On it. We're just really going to touch on some of the stuff, and it's going to bring up some of the, <laughs> the, the conversation points. But yeah, just bear with us. Get yourself a beer, okay, and sit down and relax. <laughs> um, right. So we went good into old this. Joe. On, on good, How you doing, sweetheart? All right. We we went into this on good form. Um, we went into uh, this after Steve's birthday. And a one-nil victory at Old Trafford. We had the same lineup as we had at Old Trafford. Um, I know Trevor, you were working, so you couldn't get a chance to to watch it, but you listened to it on the radio. It probably is even more painful. Um, but you know, despite dominating, we created very little. Uh, Lacazette came closest uh, when he uh, headed over uh, Tierney's cross. Um, going into the match, uh, we boasted the best defence, having conceded just seven goals in seven games. And it was a, uh, was the Gooners that basically struggled at the other end of the pitch. Uh, Arteta needs to do something um, about our shooting boots. Villa, on the other hand, I felt were outstanding. They played us at our own game that we played uh, like United uh, at United the week before. Um, Steve, you watched the game. What were your thoughts on it? Um, a shambles. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, as soon as it started, obviously there was that, there was the goal that was ruled off, and after that, I just knew, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this, and I, I sort of half switched off. I was doing other things as well, but 
to, to, to let in a goal. I mean, and, and to be fair, you know, to be fair, it was it was a cracking finish, you know, but obviously you got that argument the whole was Leno impeded, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it didn't start well. Uh, going in at halftime 1 0 really, really flattered us, I think. Um, then Partey went off, and as you say, as every other you know person on a podcast this week has said, we were played off the park from one to mm. 11, absolutely dominated, and it, 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 it's not good enough. Not good enough when you say, you know, it's the same team that went away to Man United and put in a performance. Yes, we won 1 0 with a penalty, but we didn't concede. We still, you know, we stayed in our positions. Everyone did their job, and this week it just absolutely fell apart. And Mike um, Villa score had a goal ruled out, which um, Steve in, uh, in, uh, discussed there briefly in the first minute from John McGinn, uh, and he put in a, uh, a Jack Grealish fantastic cross. Should that well forget whether the goal should have stood or not stood, because you know we could go on about the Shaka goal a few weeks ago and so on. Um, but should that have been a warning? to Mikel Arteta, a warning to the players, should they have woken up and smelled the coffee that they were in for a in for a tough day at the office and they need to pull up the socks and dig in? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, that was the warning signs and it came in under a minute. It, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the issue there, you see. The warning signs were there straight off the barrel. You know, it, we knew, it, it, even I knew then, as soon as that goal went in and, yeah, all right, it was disallowed, but even I knew, it's like, right, they're putting in a performance here, we better step up our game for this one. Just didn't get it. Yeah. Did didn't get it. Like Martin in the in the chat says we haven't been playing well all season, and he also says that United was a solid, but we were lucky with them being poor and getting a penalty as well. Because you know, see, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think we've been playing bad. The problem is, is that our forwards aren't doing enough. That's yes. my issue at the minute, and uh, it's not the first time I'm saying it. I've been saying it for the past three, four, maybe five weeks. Our mm. forwards are not doing enough. Um, Trev, what was your your uh, view on the game? I know you didn't, you haven't watched it because you're so fuming after listening to it in, at work. But what was your view? And just say that the first half performance and that that disallowed goal and so on. Well, Fergus, you're exactly right. I did listen to it at work. We have every intention of coming home from work, putting my feet up with a cup of tea, and watching a good Arsenal win. I really thought that we were going to win that game. I thought we'd start to turn a corner. I don't agree with the fact that we got lucky at Man United. I thought the first half of football we played at Man United was one of the best halves of footballs I've seen from the Arsenal team in a long, long time. What's frustrating me is where our weaknesses were last season, we've got stronger, but where our strengths were last season has gone completely to pot. And I include Alabama Yang in that summing of up of the forwards, um, which it starts to make you want to look at the bigger picture. You've got to tell you, if they weren't up for that game from the start, the Arsenal players, I don't know what's going on because that's a team that beat Liverpool 7-2 or whatever it was, you know. So they knew what they were getting when Villa came to town. It wasn't a hidden. They, they, they didn't jump out of the woodwork from somewhere and suddenly become a good side, Villa. They, 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 it was clear to see from previous games that although they'd lost a couple, they had a bloody good team, you know. So I think it's time with the Arsenal Football Club in general, we start to look at the bigger picture. And Joe's just put up something there, right, which, which is very interesting, uh, uh, Joe. Um, and it's once you've finished talking about the Villa game, I know it's something we're going to move on to, Fergus, because Arsenal Football Club needs looking at as a whole. 
as a whole. We've got the inconsistencies, mm. we've got the failures, but it, it's it's there's a bigger picture expanding by the you know as the more I look at it, mate, the more I think of things and I think, oh wow, you know what about that? What about that? What about that? And it's been going on for years. It's so frustrating. Really frustrating. Just for the better for the people who are listening to this, uh, Joel put a comment up for the last six, seven years. We've had three or four standout performances, but have failed to win the bread and butter games. Man United was one of those games. Very typical Arsenal. And the rot, um, rot of inconsistency has to be addressed. And that's what we will talk about. That, how managers should be supported, um, you know, and what where he needs to address. The, the defeat, look, the first goal that uh, we conceded was an own goal by uh, Saka. I think he was unfortunate. He was dead on his feet. He was absolutely knackered throughout the game, in my view. Um, and the second two goals were scored by um, uh, Ollie Watkins, an Arsenal fan. Um, and uh, came from, where was he before? He was at Brentford before. Uh, mm. And um, he was signed for 28 million, which is pretty cheap for a striker these days. He's he's not an outstanding striker, but he's a good, hard-working striker. He scored two against Gus. He had a hat-trick against Liverpool in that 7-2 uh, uh, victory that they had against them. Villa are almost the polar opposite to us. They're, t- they're turning up for the big teams, uh, you know, and they struggled against uh, Leeds. They struggled against, uh, I think it was South, uh, Southampton, was it? Yeah, Leeds and Southampton, and they conceded seven goals in there. You know, so two inconsistent teams. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll go on. We'll go on and and talk about some other parts. So we talk about up front and the forward line. Um, if you look at the forward line, uh, where do you think it's going wrong, Trev? Because Abamyang just couldn't score in a brothel, could he, at the minute? I, 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 I don't. Don't we all wish we could answer that question, Fergus? Don't we all wish we could answer that question, right? It's is it the forwards or is it the midfield not supplying them? It, it, you just don't know. You, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes to make this poor performance come from nowhere. But what we are seeing is right. I'm, I'm just drifting a bit here, Fergus. But I know you'll shut me up when you're ready, son. So I, it don't matter really. But I thought we'd turn the corner this season, Fergus, you know. Much as I thought we'd turn the corner when Emery first come. Because, em, don't forget, Emery put together a, a win of 20-odd games, a run of 20-odd games unbeaten. I'm not saying that we deserved all their, their games because we got lucky in some of them. But nonetheless, you start thinking you've turned a corner and then suddenly the Arsenal team have got this habit of putting you right back on your backside with... With not just a bad performance, an awful performance, a poor attitude performance from people we know that can do better, right? So the decline is continuing, Fergus. And it's a decline that started, apart from the odd up, it's been mainly downs. It's This decline started when we moved into Emirates Stadium, right? This decline started when we moved into the Emirates Stadium. I know we've had a few highs since then, but the basic trend has been for us to be a poorer team, right? We moved into the Emirates Stadium on back of a, a load of promises. We had to do it to be to be more competitive. We we had to do it to give our fans a responsible, uh, a reasonable ticket price. We had to do it to, to keep up with the top flight in European football. None of that has materialised. When it didn't materialise, we were told, we were told 
that the cost of building a stadium was financially stopping us spending. That was what we were told, right? But there's other teams that have built big stadiums, one not far up the road, and it, it's cost them billions. And they're still flying this season, still spending money. So then it starts you thinking off on another tangent, you know. The people that told us this new stadium, right, was what was warranted were proper proper Arsenal men, you know, Ken Fryer and the like, who we trusted blissfully, right? And and it's just not come to fruition and gradually. Then, then you, as, as we move into the to the Emirates area, you start thinking, well, why haven't we improved? Then you think, did Wenger stay too long? Some people will say yes. Some people will say no, you know. How did we end up going from such a fantastic, big, playing football team to a team that couldn't kick a ball for a few years? You know, you've got uh, interesting. Who was it? Someone said on telly the other day, only the other day, when, when they were plugging Arsene Wenger's book, right? Arsene Wenger used to arrange the training, arrange the diets, and just let the players get on with it. Well, that's fair enough when you've got a certain type of player, but you do that with the wrong players and you're off. So I'm not saying all this is wrong and all this is right, Fergus. I've got loads in my head, loads more than this. But where is the reason? I don't know, pal. I don't know what the reason is, you know. It's, it's, it's the current squad where we find ourselves today. Is that still Wenger's legacy? Are we paying a price for Wenger's legacy still? If possible. Right, you move it on. I'm not finished. You move it on, right? (laughs) Uh, uh, Emery came in, right? Emery came in. And and did he get the backing from the fans? He was all right when he was done that 20-game unbeaten run. As soon as we had a bit of an hard time, all the fans started taking the piss out of him because he couldn't speak English and all that. When us, our fans should have been behind him. He's our manager. He was having a bad time. And then his last season, we were cost a Champions League place and we were cost a UEFA Cup final win by players that let him down badly. Do you remember the run into his life, to his season? It was horrendous. Yeah. And then the, 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 the Europa League Cup final, the players never even turned up, never bothered. They let Emery down awfully. You know, so it's, it's, it's not just one thing, Fergus. This has been building and building. Right, I'm going to shut up a minute because I'm going to lose my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, all, all really tr- true and valid points. And, you know, it, it's it's good to hear a passionate opinion from a true true Arsenal fan. Um, but the original question was uh, more to do with uh, Aubameyang. And Steve, <laughs> I'll, that's in, you can be a bit more measured on this. I'll come to you. We had a question on Twitter uh, from... Uh, sorry, I got it down here from Footy Lover. Uh, why is Oba being played out wide? And in the chat, we got uh, Portillo Supremo uh, asking, um, I think Oba should be played up front and Pepe and Saka on the wings. Um, and also saying, what do you think about Oba playing up front? So what's your thoughts of Aubameyang's positioning? Where's Where would he be better? He didn't play very much in the centre at Dortmund. He did it for a little while, but he, he, he's a left winger. Uh, no, 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 no. He's, I'm, no I'm going to interrupt you quick. Sorry, Steve. I no, got proven he's... wrong on this, Fergus, by uh, my, my main man, Corey, as well as Jerome. Uh, Corey proved me wrong on that. He played the majority of his game up front for Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Okay. Throughout okay. his career. I'm... So, yeah, I got proven wrong. So, go on, Steve. Sorry, mate, for interrupting. Yeah, well, that, that's, that, that's one thing I was going to say. Obviously, you know, yeah. 
last season, you know, I, I heard that thrown around so much and, you know, where I was, I was busy and at the pitch, it's sort of one of those things. It was like every time I'd hear somebody, you know, whether it be on Twitter or whatever, it's like, Aubameyang's not a central striker. It's like, but he is, He's, you know, like Thierry Henry, he started out on the left, got moved centrally. Aubameyang, as soon as Lewandowski moved ship to Dortmund, uh, to Dortmund, to Bayern, Aubameyang was played, and that's the reason he was played out wide to start with, because it was to accommodate Lewandowski. How can you take a player that's scoring thirty goals a season and shift him out? But then you've got a player that sat on the bench that's easily capable of scoring 20, 30 goals a season. So he was played on the left alongside Lewandowski with Arsenal when Aubameyang came in. If you remember, Lacazette, I think, was injured at the time and Aubameyang slotted straight in through the middle. Um, he played, I think that, I think his first North London derby, um, it looked as if we were playing two up top. Aubameyang does drift off to the to the uh, to the side because he's got that pace to take on take on the fullback and get him behind the inside defender. Um, so, play, Aubameyang playing up top would be a very good option right now, in my opinion, simply because the job that Lacazette is being asked to do. He isn't doing. Even when he's in the box, he's missing chances. He's missing headers, missing, you know, completely missing the ball. The other week, he went to swing a leg at the ball and completely missed it. Um, uh, the fact that we're not creating enough, Aubameyang is absolutely wasted out wide. I think, um, I, 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 I was doing it. Yeah. Mike, he's babysitting at the minute and he's just said, uh, this Boston knows uh, Aubameyang has to play central. He's quick, but he's not a player who likes to go. 1v1 against a defender. He's uh, more gets into space and then puts the ball on the back of net. He's not this, creative. That, like that last sentence is, is exactly what I was I was going to get at. Obviously, a little bit long-winded, but he doesn't create. So having him out wide is very good when you have other players, you know, like we saw in the, in, the, in the FA Cup final, FA Cup semi. If you can have a player that's going to, you know, you've got midfielders or you've got, you know, players that are going to take on a player, draw them out of the line, and then put a Bamiyang in space to cut across diagonally and either, you know, put it straight across or tap it in. He's he's perfect because he's out of the game. You're not expecting it, which is why he he fills that role on the left so well. But when he's not, when we're not being able to put through those balls, he's doing nothing, which is why the claims of him being lazy and him, you know, even when he's been scoring goals, we've said before, he's never he's never in the game that much. You know, he's, he may spend 70 minutes out of the game. He'll get a few touches. Most of the time, they'll turn into goals. At the moment, it's not happening. So do mm. something different. Our strikers, Eddie and Lacazette, whenever they play, despite scoring three in th the first three and Eddie scoring a few, they're not clicking. And we need to try something different. 100% over through the middle. Mike, Mike, the only way is Arsenal asked on Twitter, and it probably goes on from this. Um, uh, Arsenal, Arteta's loyalty to certain players... Uh, what's he seeing that we're not? Also, his tactics uh, stif are his tactics stifling uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang because we we're better than we were defensively. We're probably def better midfield defensively as well, but it's the creativity in going forward where I think we've gone backwards a li little. Uh, first of all, I would say no, they're not stifling him. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think Aubameyang has been very lazy lately in these last few mm. games. He has been very yeah, lazy. I mean, it's not, it's, that's it's not, not the main not reason. Yeah, the way I explain his laziness, it's not his work rate. His work work, work rate is fine. I can say it now. Uh, but it's that hunger to go towards goal. That's what we're not seeing. And that 
that is an issue for me. This is a guy who needs to be who's you know who's a golden boot winner, and he was only what one one goal off, one or two goals off being off golden boot winner last year. So this is the issue for me at the minute. He's not showing that tenacity, that wanting to go to the ball, wanting to get that goal. He's not showing that at the minute. So he has, to me, he's been very lazy. As for Lacazette, and this is where I'm going to play into the creativity side of it, Lacazette had a perfect opportunity to head a ball into the net. He has now taken the 50 pence head from Lichsteiner from me, you know, because that should have been an easy goal. I said it, it was beat straight, yeah, <laughs> it went straight over the crossbar. Uh, so when you say about creativity, the, the creativity is there. It may not be in the sense of what we're used to seeing at Arsenal, as in having a number 10. We're not, you know, it, it, I think the game's changed from that. And I think this is where it's, Arteta's changed the way we're playing. And I think people need to understand that this is what's happening. The problem is with Arteta, like, to answer your question, yes, it's not uh, it's not stifling the the forwards the forwards just aren't doing enough they're not they're not pushing towards it you know this guy Lacazette he, in 2018 was probably his best year for us you know that's it 2018 2019 season i think i, I might be wrong on that when it comes to the season before 2017 2018 but that was his best year for us ever since then he's just dropped off and and sorry I'm, I'm missing the question. Let's go with the question. Yeah, yeah, is his loyalty to certain players? Yes, uh, that was it. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah, the loyalty. Yes, it is. The problem is these the, these strikers can't finish their meal. They can't do it. Yeah, and because they're not finishing their meal, replace them, move them around, switch it around a bit, show us something different. The time is now to start showing different things. If if players aren't playing to their abilities, move him. Move him along. He's already done that with other players. He's, you, we've seen it happen with certain players. You know, look at Gwendozi, look at Ozil. You know, he's, he's dropped him. He's left him out of the squads completely. We're mm -hmm. not asking him to leave these players out of the squads completely. What we're asking him to do is show us something different. Show us who could do it. Move Arbor into the middle, like people say. See what it goes. See what happens. You know, it, it can't be any worse than what is already happening. Trev, um, following on from that, again, two uh, Twitter uh, messages that came through. Uh, up the Arsenal uh, and a response from the Goon 1960. Um, should Arteta be seriously reconsidering the way he approaches the game? And the response that Sean Power, the Goon 1960, said he should seriously reconsider the constant micromanaging from the touchline. We, we talk and we comment about hearing him speak in all these several languages and talking. In the empty stadiums, and just being constantly shouted at and told, move up, move left, move right. Do you think that's having an effect on players at all? No. I, 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 the one person I can't pick on at the minute is Arteta Fergus because it's obvious, it, it, as, as we just as I just ranted about, um, you know, he's, 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 he's inherited a club in turmoil. He's a level-headed man and we've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. He is our one hope at the moment. So... No, I'll, you know, I, I'd love to see him play Alba through the middle. I, I am losing a little bit of faith in Lacazette. I'd love to see something different, just to, just to look at it from a different perspective. The micromanaging from the touchline, this, what did we used to moan about all the time up until two seasons ago? What did we used to moan about all the time, every single game? Enough of it. 
Not enough of it. Wenger sat on his backside for 95 minutes of a game. We used to moan because he weren't up sorting his players out and cheering them on. And when we were winning games a few weeks ago, people were saying, oh, look at Arteta up there, back in the side, sorting it out. The, 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 the stadium's having no fans in. has been brilliant because it's allowed Arteta to stand there on the touchline and get his ways and his, and his message across. So, no, I don't want to see Arteta sit down. That'll bring back too many other bad memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, once, once, once we get the fans back in the stadiums, it's down to us to lift the side as well, you know? It's down to us to lift the side. Cause, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm taking another minute, Fergus. I'm sorry, son. But that stadium no. doesn't give us... It will rock. That stadium does rock. We've all been in that stadium when it rocks. But as fans, we have to work so hard, so hard to make it rock because it was designed and built with one thing in mind, money, and getting more money out of, out of, out of football world, you know. There's nowhere for the fans to congregate and, and, and really make a noise. There's that bloody awful middle row all the way around that just breaks it down. So it's it's a massive thing. It's a massive thing, Fergus, this club. We're in you know, we're in trouble. We are seeing change. Hopefully it'll come. But then you see that on Sunday and you just think, what's happening? What's happening? Mm. I don't know. I, this I don't know. I'm just going to, you just put that comment up from Russ. I, I, I'm edging towards that point. I'm, I'm sort of agreeing with on that one. I think sometimes you do see, like there was another comment as well, like Pep, he micromanages his team. But he doesn't micromanage him throughout the game, you know. He he spot, you know, you can see he's spotting points and he's taking it there and then, and then he'll sit back down and then come back up. The problem is I'm finding with Arteta is he does micromanage throughout the game. He doesn't sit down and he goes on and on. So sometimes you think, yeah, it could be having a negative egg. Is someone hearing the wrong thing? Is you know, are we getting confused? You know, is cross wires somewhere and stuff like that? So yeah, it could at like, that point. I'm Ross, not having to go at Arteta, by the way. I no, want no, no, to say, no, no. I'm, 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 not, I'm not in these Arteta out bollocks, whatever. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Honestly, I'm not doing that. Honestly, what I'm saying anybody is, who's in, anybody who's in any of those fractious camps, yeah. Well, what I'm really. saying is, yeah, what, what to the point where I'm saying is, show me something different. It's time to show. Show your cards, for instance. Stop playing this poker game where you're, you're bluffing constantly. Start showing these cards. Start laying down these, you know. Yeah, start, yeah. Start laying these cards down. Show your full house. Show everything. Do do yeah. do it. Go for it. You've got nothing to lose now. You've sorted out the defense. You've done really well with that. It's time to start moving it forward. Um, I, 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 you know what? Um, just so people know, uh, Ross was saying micromanaging the players is having a negative effect, um, and they're not allowed to create, uh, not allowed to create any freedom. But, um, what did just you just said a second ago? Sorry, um, what did you say a second ago? You, I, I was trying to read out that question as well as answer what you just said at the, at the very end. Give, give it the roll. Yeah, well, start moving. You know. What I said was, yeah, it, no, like, we sorted our defence out. It's time to no, start that, moving forward with it. That was the point. I was talking to Mem in the week, and uh, we were talking. We've talked several times, um, and um, we were saying about the team or was three or four players. It didn't have a spine gone through it. We've got Gabrielle, who in the main is really, really a good addition uh, to the centre halves. You've got Party now in the midfield. And now we just need a proper out-and-out striker. And once all that's done, I, th- I, th- I think then 
that it's like the as a spine, and then all the fleshing out of the team will come. Uh, we probably need somebody creative. I know there's been a couple of comments in there about Ozil. Uh, should we bring him in? No, thanks. Uh, he's done. He's dusted. He's not even named in the squad. There's also comments about um, William, and we had some tweets about that. The Mass Gooner uh, and uh, Andrew, the Hinkling Gooner from Dial Square, asked about um, uh, William. Is he the next Mkhitaryan? Should uh, you know? Should we have more faith in the youngsters, Steve? Should we have more faith in the youngsters? You you like the kids? <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Uh, just, just a disclaimer. I'm not on any sort of register uh, for any of you, but, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, William, yeah. I, I, I do understand why we got, him. and there's been a lot of, you know, why did we bother? Why did we bother going around? And I understand that we were lacking creative players. Um, I think you know he can play as a winger, he can play as a ten, he is a one in five player, and we all said that, um, but. I think we brought him in because he was there. He was ready. We knew what you were going to get. Unfortunately, he hasn't delivered half of what he could, you know, should be delivering. Um, that's unfortunate. And that, you know, that happens with certain players. Um, you can argue that Pepe was exactly the same. But you look at a player like Willen, uh, Willen? Willock, who has been fantastic two games now in the Europa League and yes it's Europa League yes it's lesser opposition but are you telling me there's no there's no you know he wouldn't be able to make any sort of impact with some just drive and some freedom and and the thing with the young players you've seen it with Nelson you've seen it with Willock in the Europa you've seen it you've seen Arteta do it at the back end of last season he lets these young players go out and express themselves Eddie does Eddie plays a, you know Eddie looks completely less uh, static than Lacazette does when he comes on. I don't know whether that's because Arteta's just saying, try and impress me, or whether he's not giving him as much of a, of a direct job to do. I don't know. But I think some of the youngsters could make a difference at the moment. I think if we if we shift who is playing up front, you then look at the option of playing a back four, pushing Saka up top. Saka needs a rest, but pushing Saka up top and let him play in his natural position of, uh, you know, on the left, on the flank. Let him come instead. Let him try and do things from out there. You bring in someone like Pepe or even a Nelson and you play him on the right and you let him do what he wants to do and just see what difference it can make. Because at the moment, these Williams, the Lacazettes, they're not, they're not doing anything. So I think, yeah, it is time to try and give something to the youngsters, considering they're putting a performance when they do get a chance. Trev, would you have Willock starting? Or would you put Pepe in the centre? Would you drop Willian? Uh, look, Fergus, I would definitely be trying something different after that performance on Sunday. I, I wouldn't be very popular in the dressing room this week because if you're a manager of people and, and let those people go out and perform for you like 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 that lot did on Sunday, then then Arteta's got every right to, to really put him in their place this week. Just want to ask you a question, right? Manchester United, Chelsea, do they have to sell players to survive? Are they short of money? Right, I'll answer it no. for you. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. So why do Chelsea and Manchester United, why do they sell players like Willian, like Czech, like Mkhitaryan, like Welbeck? I'll answer that one for you as well. They sell them because they're getting on a bit and they're not good enough anymore to win Premier Leagues and play top Premier League football. That's why those clubs sell players. 
That's the only reason they would sell players. They don't need the money. They, they, they can buy better, so they ship them out. And we're buying them. We're buying second-rate players, right? And it's not on. Of course, I'd, I'd rather see I'd rather see Smith throw, uh, Willock, Nelson, Maitland-Niles, and Ketia. Oh, I've got doubts about all of them young lads. None of them are proving themselves yet. But I'd rather see them playing than any of them players I mentioned just now. Would, would, would you be the happy? the only reason they come to would, Arsenal is because they're not good enough to play at their other clubs. Would you be happy? And, I'll, and the other guys can answer this as well. Would you be happy, Trev, if we played Willock, Smithrow, uh, Nelson uh, and uh, ESR in this squad as first-team players and we finished mid-table? Would you be happy? No, because it'd show a lack of management skills on, on Arteta's behalf because we don't need to play all of those players. We have got decent players. They're not performing at the moment. And what we've got to do is work out why they're not performing consistently. Why? Not can they, because we know they can, right? We've seen all of those players play well. But there's times when they just don't turn up and they don't turn it on, you know? I, I, there's a book, right? There's a book, uh, John Sperling, good author, right? Wrote a book and, and, and I've read all his books. But I can remember reading in one of them. It's not word for word, right? That... Players don't have love affairs with clubs anymore, right? Players just, it's a business to players. Only us poor fans have love affairs with clubs. And that's why we sit here like I am tonight, ranting about it, right? But we need some players with some heart, with some passion. We we need some players that are going to play for the badge on this shirt. And, and I don't think we've got that at the moment. Well, one thing, week I think we have, and then another week I think, what's gone on? And... It confuses this old fella, let me tell you, Fergus. It confuses me greatly, mate. Mike, would we um should we give Balagon a go? Especially I think uh, in the cup and the Europa League, we definitely should be, don't you? Well, this is the this is the difference, and this is what I can't understand at the minute, and this is why I'm saying show me something different. Show me. Get it done, you know. We've got Lacazette has turned stale. Let's face it, he is turning stale. You might as well drop him, get rid of him, or get drop him to the bench and say, look, if you don't start performing, this is where you're at. Move someone out. Like I say, move all uh, Bamiyang in there. Bring, <laughs> no, don't. Bring <laughs> back Fring. <laughs> um, so you've got that. Yeah, why not give these youngsters a chance? You know, you're giving Enketia a chance. And I'm, as, I just don't think he's, he's doing as well as what he probably could be doing. Is I often think to myself with Eddie... You know, is the Premier League too much for him? You know, he's only a he's only a small lad. Is is a small framed guy. He's you a defoe, though, isn't he? Yeah, and as the as the game moved no, on, he's not Steve. I, I mean, well, in terms I of that, yeah, in similar style. I'd take a defoe right now. Well, yeah, I, I get <laughs> yeah, where no, Steve's I meant from. in terms of in terms of stature, he's, he's a very yeah. small, he's a very fox in the box defoe. You yeah. know. As much as it pains me to say, because of the time he spent at the Shisol, um, was a very good player. You oh, know, uh, he, was all, language, he was also man. a Sunderland player. So, <laughs> so I, you know, for two reasons, I liked for two seasons. I liked the foe when he was up north, but um, no, nah, it's with Eddie. Yeah, I, it's, I'm it's the, not, I'm the same with, I'm the yeah exactly the same with a few of them. But then you look at. I think Max was saying the other day on Arthros, you've got Lacazette, who's got such a high ceiling of how good he can be. And then mm. Eddie's, you know, Eddie's ceiling is nowhere near what Lacazette's could be. 
then you think about the players like the William, the Aubameyangs, Lacazettes that aren't performing at the moment. So is the fact that Eddie isn't quite doing as well as he could be simply down to the fact that the whole team isn't? Um, I don't think this season is a great indication of how good some of these youngsters could potentially be. Um, Sorry, wait, hold on a especially. Hold on a second. It looks like same old Arsenal. Our Arsenal fans TV are calling Trev uh, midway through the... Uh, <laughs> he was on the phone. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, I know that was... Uh, I just took a call, boys. That was... Bentner's agent, he's just told me Bentner's available on a free if we want him. So I'm just telling him. I'd probably, I'd probably be as much use as Bentner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just make sure he pays for his taxi, won't you? <laughs> if he does, yeah. Well, Don't let him drive. Yeah. He's had a few crashes, hasn't he? I'm similar with Steve, you know. He may not have a higher ceiling. It's the same for the other young lads. They may not have a higher ceiling than the guys that we've got now. But at the end of the day, these guys are putting in performances. You know, they're trying their hardest. Look at Willock in the last two mm. Europa League games. He's put his all in. Surely that deserves a shot over the likes of Willian. Yeah. Who's not really putting in performances. No, no, don't. Let's, let's <laughs> not go there. As much as I'd like it, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's more heart overhead on that one with Wilshire. Uh, I'd love to see Wilshire back at the club. Probably as an ambassador more than a, a player. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, I can't see him making it on the pitch. Well, it's, He's... It's the same, yeah. Sorry, but as, as I was saying, it's the same with Nelson as well. He's put in some really good performances. Where's he gone? Mm -hmm. You know, where, yeah, where's he it was gone? The same with Maitland Niles. Look at you know, Maitland Niles. Yeah. Is no one. You know, I think you said the other week he signed the contract, got told he'd play, bought into Arteta's process. Where has he been? Where's I gone? think he's played two. I think he played a game at right wing back and a game at left wing back. I think since since um yeah there we go. Must be thinking why didn't you go to Wolves? Well I'm mean, Wolves have replaced with you know some cracking players themselves. But it is it's it's a strange one and I think a lot of it is, you know, Arteta is being very cautious when he perhaps he shouldn't be, you know, going back to trying new things, obviously Lacazette wasn't working. I think he knew that when we went to City, I'm talking about just just getting into it, he knew that Lacazette wouldn't be the best option. I think he knew that Nketiah would get bullied by the centre-back, so he tried William as a false nine, hopefully trying to create a bit more than what Lacazette is doing and offering a bit more than what Eddie would. And, and you know, it didn't work. So he he has tried things, but now it, we have to do something different. I think we have to go to a back four. We have to have another man in midfield, whether that be Sabios or whether that be Joe Willock. I think one of those two have to play because Partey and, and Elneny, are forming that you know the two games have played together. Obviously, one was cut short, but they've looked you know they've looked as if they can do a job going forward. And uh, yeah, it just I think we really miss you know I said it at the time when we got rid of him. I think if he wasn't injured, a player like Welbeck would really suit us right now because he does all you know may not score the goals, but he made a bloody nuisance of himself every time he played whether that was on on the flank or through the middle he just runs he's, he's a bull in a china shop in the box he just causes problems jumps at everything tries to get ahead on everything and he causes issues and mm. we've we've lost that with Giroud we've lost that with Welbeck Eddie Aubameyang Lacazette they're not an aerial threat and I think just having that a bit more ballast in the box as a striker would, would do us a world of good right now so listen boys yeah. 
Richard, Richard Butler's just come in here fishing. We know what you like, Richard. We know you've come fishing. <laughs> but you actually make, Richard actually makes a decent point there, right? Have we overrated our young players? I said it, was it last week or the week before, boys? I said it, didn't I? You know, they're not like, they're not like new on the scene now. They've all been around a few years. Mm-hmm. Is it a case of we haven't given them a proper chance or are they maybe just not good enough? You know, I don't know. And I, I know I we've gone on about it before. Listen, I know we've gone on about it before, but it needs mentioning again, right? It's not, it's not, it, I can't state enough how I think it's more about the bigger picture of the club present and past, right? We're playing badly now. We have started to strengthen the spine of the side. But we still, we still, how did we end up with all these £100,000 a week players on the books that can't really kick a ball? I don't even have to name them. You boys know who they are. And, and you look at teams like Leeds, like Wolves, we, we, like Leicester, we, like Villa. They're all, they're all better teams than us now. And they've not spent anywhere near as much money. So where are we going wrong? There's something... Teams like Leeds, like Villa, like some of the other teams you've mentioned, like most teams, uh, football teams, have a team of scouting uh, scouts. We have a computer program that um, the Cronkies, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the Cronkies brought in, got rid of all our people who look at at footballers and see footballers and they look at stats. They're trying to uh, copy the American system. They're trying to copy the money ball. Um, Um, I'm going to disagree with that that wasn't Cronky who brought all that crap in that was Raul who brought all that crap wasn't it Gazidis Gazidis started it Raul sort of finished it to get rid of all the scouts and then he I believe what Raul had he had agents that's what he had yeah and instead of the right right, players he went for the easy money and the easy 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 dollar Raul was all about this mate yeah I'd love and he started that Offshore bank accounts, I'll tell you that. I'd love to see Raul's offshore bank accounts. Point. You know, it's uh, it's bad. But you see, I'm not defending the Cronkies here, right, boys? I'm no, not I defending wasn't. the Cronkies because I don't know enough about them to, to slate them or defend them. But what I do know is, what we do know is, they have put money into the club, right? They have. Whether we like it or whether they don't, they have bought players. They've We've, got, we've spent a lot of money on players, right? And and they won't know a lot about football. I wouldn't. I would assume. Yeah. So they would put players into Arsenal Football Club to run the club for them. They would have put people in the likes of Raúl, the likes of um, whoever they've had in the past. And if I was Mr. Cronky now, I would be looking to score a point because I would be up on the big screen at Arsenal saying, "I ask these people to run your club. They're not doing it right. He's going. He's going. He's going. We're starting again." You've got to think, Trevor, as well. That's sort of starting to happen, you know, with the likes yeah. of Raul being forced out the club. You know, this these things have started to happen and, you know, bringing in Edu, you know, it, you know, is it Josh who, who got to know him quite well? So they brought him in, yeah. they brought him in. They've brought in these things. They've brought Arteta. Arteta, you know, he was meant to, he was linked before Emery was. So... He must have been contacted beforehand. Obviously, there was in talks with him. He obviously at the time it wasn't right, the right move for him. So we got Emery, you know. So all these things that they're starting to push and they're starting to go into the, that favor. 
And then you had the likes of Raul, who was still doing dodgy dealings. Like, look at the dodgy dealing that he did with Pepe. You know, how much did he must allegedly. have? Back, yeah, he must have backpotted yeah. it a lot out of that. Let, let's face it. There's no allegedly about it. Let's face it. That happened. I don't <laughs> care what anyone said. That happened. He got some coin out of that. His back pocket was full. Listen, if any solicitors are listening, I don't necessarily agree with that. I want to keep the roof of my I've head. got nothing for you. You can take it. You've got nothing. <laughs> There's listen, what I am um, right there. <laughs> but listen, but Mike's a, right in a way, right? Because hasn't Pepe been poor? Seventy-two million pounds. Seventy-two million pounds. But and that's not his fault. He's not, Steve. He's not been average. He's been worse than average. All right, I know he's not. Maybe we're playing him in the wrong positions. Maybe he's playing in the wrong side. But if you're seventy-two million pounds, you should still have a basic set of skills. And we're not even seeing that, mate. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, not. You're not. You're not wrong. I disagree a little bit. You know, the price tag put a lot of it. A lot of people hadn't really didn't really know about Nicolas Pepe when we were linked with him and when he was signing. But they hear that seventy-two million pound price tag and they think this guy is going to be absolutely incredible. He must be. Why are we paying the money? And when he doesn't hit the ground running, people are instantly on his back, and they were. You know, you had a lot of people that were saying, "I'll oh, give him time, give him time," and, and I think. You know, he's not had the greatest start to his Premier League career. Um, obviously, you had the issues with Emery. You know, he Pepe came here not speaking English. Emery didn't speak English. You had players and translators trying to get through what was going on. He'd have two or three good games and he'd be dropped. He'd then come back into the side and he'd do something good and produce a moment of magic. But he'd be crap for the rest of the game and he'd be dropped. And this is the, the, the thing we've seen this season as well. Pepe hasn't been fantastic, no, but he has got a moment of brilliance in him. You know, last season, he's, I think, what was it? He scored, I think, 11, 11 goals was it? And, and a bag full of assists. And considering how poor he was, to get those stats, when you look at somebody like Lacazette or anybody else that was playing, you know, could have been playing on the right, Mkhitaryan, whoever, you've got to say, well, actually, he is an upgrade. He may not do as much as you know, the other players may do in terms of legwork and getting up and down the pitch, but he has that moment, win us a game, and he has won us games. Um, it's, Pepe's such a tricky one. I like him as a player, but I don't think he's necessarily worth anywhere near 72 million. But then uh, what is what is the other option? You know, I think La- the problem oh, but- is... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. That, Put that comment up from Rick again when you're about it not being Pepe's fault. That's really important, right? That Rick, you're, boys, Rick's exactly right, you know. And this is why I've been saying that there's a bigger problem at the club beyond players, right? It's not it's not Pepe's fault that we pay seventy two million for him. It's not Kalazinachi's fault that we're paying him hundred thousand a week. It's not Mustafi's fault that we're paying him hundred thousand pound a week. If someone came to me and said. I'll give you this, you come to me, and I liked it, then I'd go. So, you know, I'm not blaming the players, and I've said that before, and I'll reiterate it. It's not the players' fault that they play for Arsenal. Someone has to go looking for them. Someone has to buy them. Someone has to purchase them. Someone has to coach them. Someone has to G them up. And that's where the problem lays. Something is wrong behind Something is badly wrong. And, and, and Trev, hang on, Steve. People are pointing the finger at um, Arteta. 
and the fans' lack of patience with Arteta. You know, he hasn't been in, in the job a full year yet. Do you think that's justified, that the the, the Twitter sphere and the no. podcast platforms and everything else? Um, no. Uh, yeah. No. Twitter cost, Twitter cost Emery's job in the end. Arsenal fans were savage to our manager. The way they used to take the mickey out of the fact that he, that he had a, uh, he spoke English with a funny accent was awful. You don't hear do Leeds fans getting on Bielsa's back, do you? You know what I mean? You've got... If Arteta is our only hope. Arteta is our only hope at the moment. Our hope is that we are developing a good, good, top-class manager. And don't forget, he's not head coach anymore. He's now manager so let's yeah. hope they let him manage and let's hope we've got a good one because he's and, all we've got. I'm telling you, he's our hope. Listen, and, and his job title change from head coach to manager shows that Cronky and the management team and the board have faith in him and are committed to him. So if, you, if, if, if you're if you in one of those camps that say like Arteta out or whatever, honestly, you're just blowing hot air for no reasons whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that they're, they're, they seem to be doing quite a lot of uh, these days is releasing a new shirt uh, every other second. Um, uh, and You're going to give me a heart attack tonight, you are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's out now? Trevor, <laughs> Trevor can't afford to keep up with them, honestly, because he, he he's like a magpie when it comes to an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's crazy. You know what I mean? It's great. The fans can't go into the stadiums, right? We've got teams that ain't performing on the field, right? And all they want to do, I think last week, last week we had that red shirt released, right? That red AC Milan shirt, shirt, whatever it is, yeah. warm up kit. Then the following day, I see them, oh, we've now released an anthem jacket, whatever an anthem jacket is, but that was best part of the ton. And then this week, there's been another like blue warm-up kit come out, I'm sure I've seen. Where does it end, Arsenal? Where does it end? We're not bottom this pitch. Start performing on the field a bit, and then we'll buy some bloody shirts. It's unbelievable. Christmas coming up, It's though, all about it? money, 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 money. <laughs> and Jesus another thing about Christ. money as well, another thing about money, they've got my two... Uh, red members and my junior gunners from a grandson. They got my partial payment of my Arm season off. ticket. <laughs> uh, they've got <laughs> Steve. They've got Steve's red red membership money. They got uh, Mike's. I, I pulled it. I pulled it. You pulled it. I couldn't afford uh, it this year. I'm like, I ain't going to see football <laughs> this season, yeah. so but, I managed to my, pull my, it just on time. My point being is they've got yep. all these people's red memberships, silver memberships, and and par some season tickets and some partial season mm -hmm. tickets and corporate, all this money. Uh, what 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 should they do with it? Should you know? Should they roll Spend it, it on sending the fans a little hat <laughs> and a little notebook? <laughs> That's a good point. I never, I've never, I ain't got my red membership package this year. I got my no, last two, and literally the hat, the yeah. hat he went on my head. <laughs> I, uh, I got I've got a season ticket, right? And five other memberships that I pay for. I've got my grandkids, I've got my sons, I've got my wife's, and they all come out of my bank account. So I'd all I had all their memberships come out, and and I could, none of their memberships are going to be able to purchase a ticket. So at least just drop me an email, Arsenal, and, and make the robbery seem a little bit lighter. At least say <laughs> something like, you know, we're going to give you half of it back or we're going to knock half of it off next year. And then you take 
215 quid off me for my season ticket, right? Because I might have a chance to go in a game to a game. That's fair enough. So, yeah, I'll come in Arsenal. I'll go in the ballot. Here's me 215 quid. Lovely and jubbly. But now we're never going to go to a game this season, or very unlikely to. But have I had an email saying your money's safe with us or anything like that? No, it's probably all sitting in Rails offshore fund, isn't it? Hey, he's probably making the interest <laughs> on it. Hey, you'd like done with like money. You'd I've like only got a pension. You. I'm an old man. You'd like them to kiss you in, on the cheek and whisper sweet nothings in your ear as a slowly sodomize you, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still waiting for my membership package. I'm expecting a pair of socks this year. I'm nine. I, I'm nine to ten. Nine to twelve socks, by the way. You, you you might get one sock that's got that hand painted banana thing, and then you'll get the other sock that's um, the <laughs> no, Milan. I'm expecting. I'm expecting you'll get one. You're the right sock, and you have to pay for the less sock. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Listen, Trevor, you mentioned as well about fans back in the stadium. We we've all heard the news about this vaccine that uh, Pfizer uh, have brought out, um, and that will be probably rolled out next month in certain age groups, and it will eventually get down um, to I think up to fifty year olds. So only Trev will will be able to get one of those, um, unless get unless... out of it. Trev's at least thirty five. <laughs> oh. See, Mike's a decent bloke, but it's funnily enough, right, at my age, you have to go to the doctors quite often, right? I had to go for a blood test today, and I was talking to the nurse as she was stabbing me in the arm. I don't like needles. <laughs> um, Cough. As she, was, as, she was as she was stabbing me in the arm, and I said, what do you think of this new vaccine? She said, well, yeah, I'm not sure about it, because by all accounts, it's two injections. It's not one injection. They have to give you two injections. It is. And... They have to sit and watch you for 15 minutes after you've had it in case you die. You know what I mean? So it's a it's little bit case, worrying that was. in case you die. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a live vaccine. Okay, I'm not a medical expert. My wife works in the NHS, and that's what she does. It's a live vaccine, right. and uh, they give you a small bit of this live virus which creates antibodies, yeah. and then uh, a, a week or two later, you get a top-up. And then they don't know how long it's lasts for. They know it's 90% or 90 to 94% successful. But look, this isn't a, this isn't a medical podcast. Um, Why turn it into one? What are we talking what, about? This is an Arsenal no, fucking no, no, show. No, 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 what are we no, doing no. here talking about medical shit? We're talking about oh, making me swear. To go to a game next will, season. That's will, what we're talking will, about, son. Will it mean that we I'm can old. Go back If to I get idiot. COVID, I'm gone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Will Jesus, this is hard work. Oh, Will it mean God. that we get back into the stadiums? That's my question. Because I, I tell you what, I, I'm sick to death of this lockdown and I'm so missing uh, going to the football. I'm sick of watching that fake noise, no noise rubbish. <laughs> I still um, love when the DJ presses the wrong button when he thinks a goal's gone in, but it hit the side net and you just go, whoa! <laughs> just stops, hey, stops dead and cheering hey, again. Listen, boys, Ferg, you're you're close and I'm coming down. Canvey Island have been drawn at home in the next round of the FA Cup, right? And I know for a fact if you go up on the seawall at Canvey Island, you can see all the ground. So I'm gonna go down there and stand on the seawall and watch the game at Canvey. Yeah? That's it. I'm gonna go and watch a live game of football from the seawall with me. Who's it been drawn by drawn by? Drawn against. I can't remember. Oh, oh Boreham Woods. Boreham Woods. So that's a oh. right. So it's right local derby, yeah. Can be yeah, okay. wood, yeah. In the next well, round, let, let me know. Let me know if you're driving. I can have a couple of beers. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, there's no pubs open, Duffelad. You'll have to take some with you. <laughs> Boy Scouts. We'll get, we'll get, Boy Scouts. We'll, we'll get Donna to drive, mate. We'll be all right, I tell you. And no, I'm right. looking at her now. Yeah, she's she's giving it the big, yeah, okay. We're all, yeah, yeah, I bet she all is, Trev. <laughs> Will they have VAR there, Fred? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think right, uh, no, for, I think they're so. going to have to do VAR for Donna and Trevor here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> She's all right. Yeah, here we go. Potsy will come. Look, Potsy's in the comments. Look, he got me, Potsy. We'll stand on the wall, have fish and chips, watch a game of football, get drunk, and Donna can drop us all off home afterwards. Uh, hang on. No, maybe Donna can't drop us all home afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> just crash crash it mine um guna ross it's it's called uh it's called a vaccine <laughs> yes i am drinking corona uh listen the, the, we weren't going to talk about vr we are running out of time we'll do give it five minutes or so but uh, we talked about it the other night as well mike on uh, the arse bros briefly um var in this time should be so spot on there is no impact of fans screaming at the referee gone oh god whatever uh the, the it's just been atrocious there was somebody offside for an armpit uh it, it's just it's absolute but somebody offside for pointing the ball wasn't there yeah yeah so yeah. he was well yeah. onside and he pointed where he wanted it and they've called it off even though you can't score with your arm and the rule apparently yeah. depicts that you can only be offside if there's a part of the body that you can score with then how yeah. the did you point in language son language <laughs> i didn't say it i didn't say it <laughs> you're not on our brothers yet steve honestly <laughs> <laughs> no. though ice and a yeah, you have to be spot on. What's really winding up with it? Why is there no VAR in the Europa League? You're playing in all the top stadiums that all have VAR in their league games. What? They can't have somebody sitting in a box somewhere in the middle of nowhere to do the same job. They're not earning enough to have one extra night a week. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Mate, it's absolutely absolutely and I'll say it again. There's only so far then Wankers Vans can go now. The, Language, the, the, Timothy. The, the, um, <laughs> Oh, the, 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 issue, the issue you've got with the, 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 I the you forgive me, Trev. The issue you've got uh, with the Europa League and VAR is some of the clubs are really, really small, and they've brought VAR in at the latter stages. I think it's the round of thirty-two or something like that. So sack it off, um, yeah. sack it off. Well, we yeah. said it on. Sack we were discussing it on Aspros, weren't we? Uh, um, we were saying, I think Max was saying, and he made a really good point about VAR. In some sports, I think it was mainly rugby. They have a set time limit to make a decision. If that decision doesn't happen or the ref doesn't change his decision, then it sticks with the ref's original decision, which I think's yeah. right. It was I think it's Australia. Australia. It was in Australia. It was rugby league, and they got thirty seconds. Yeah, rugby league. Yeah, yeah rugby yeah. league, or you know, with thirty seconds to a minute, that's enough. None of this four or five minutes checking if an armpit's offside or not. There's no need well, for even, it. If you look at the um, the the first Villa goal. Uh, and a shout out to Alex Howarth, who's in the comments, uh, who is a Villa fan. You're just here watch, trying to watch a squirm. Well, we haven't talked about your your game that much. We've <laughs> talked about all things Arsenal. Um, but um, uh, four and a half minutes to, to to look at that goal. And yet again, there was only three minutes added on. And there was an injury in that ha half as well. So if they are going to take four and a half minutes, add on the correct amount of time. So, mm -hmm. boys, it has been... Uh, 
I, I must admit, I was not looking forward to this. I really am not feeling it about football and, and stuff at the minute. And with the lockdown and all, just really, really wasn't feeling it at all. And I think I said to you, some of you beforehand, as you said, how are you, Fergus? Oh, yeah, full of the joys of spring. Um, you know, this this is my office where I work in as well. And I've been in here for eight and a half months. And uh, I know I'm quite a social guy and I normally go out and see people. But I'll tell you what. The three of you guys have made my evening. I've I've really really had a, a good chat and good. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a bit more upbeat than I was uh, about an hour ago. So, wait, Trevor, wait, I've not finished yet. I've not finished, Fergus. <laughs> hey, you've got it's this even started. Every time. Tell him. Just listen, right? Just listen, because us three don't need telling, right? Us three don't need telling. We are all Arsenal fans. Don't be picking on Arteta. I know we've had a rant and a moan on here tonight, but nothing's got too personal. No one's been slagged off really badly. No one's been called bad names. We've just spoke about the club and the problems we've got at the moment, that we, the way we see it, right? But don't be calling for Arteta out. Don't be calling for the players to be sacked. Don't be calling for telling us all we're a crap team never to recover because if you're an Arsenal fan, you back the club. You back the team, you back the manager through good and through poor. And that's why I put this badge on tonight, right? The 1971 Cup final badge, right? Because that's when I first started following the Arsenal. And trust other, me, other boys, night. I've seen good, I've seen bad, I've seen good, I've seen bad. <laughs> Today it's bad, tomorrow it'll get better. So just remember, don't be slagging them all off. Support your team, mm. support the player, support the club. Fergus, I'm now allowing you to move on, son. Allow it. Nah. <laughs> I love it, Trev. Absolutely. Keep going, mate. Keep going. Absolutely. We need to hear the old man. He knows his stuff. Let's have it, Trev. Keep going. He, he does know his stuff. <laughs> Lads, um, shout out to Rick. And I was trying to look further up. The, we've had a few new uh, YouTube viewers and subscribers. Guys, if you like what we do, uh, click the like button. Uh, follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we, as Trevor said, we're just Arsenal fans. We just sit here. We have a chat. Have a beer or a Fergus, coffee stop, or a tea. Stop, 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 stop that now. People need to follow us. We're not they want to follow just the old man. We are Arsenal fans. We are Arsenal fans. Not just Arsenal fans. We are Arsenal fans. Yeah? Like it's not Arsenal, it's the <laughs> Arsenal, right? Because we're special. We're great. We're great fans. We're a great club, and we've got to show it right now. I'm shutting up now because I'm going to lose your voice in a minute. Let me get you. You, you have been listening to Trevor. Sorry, no, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, oh. an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, as I said, hit like, subscribe. Uh, we'll hopefully see you in the next few weeks. Not sure what we're doing next week uh, with international break. Um, Boring. Not, yeah, Ugh. lockdown. Lockdown with no football. <laughs> Guys, right, what we're we talking about international football, right? L only one last thing to say. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.